0: After these last two days, the Colts offense needs a break, you guys. Luckily, when one side struggles, though, an opportunity pops up elsewhere. So we're going to talk to you all about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Colts. Let's get to it.
1: You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Colts fans, thanks so much for tuning in and making us your number one listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur, joined as always by my partner, Zach Hicks. And we're going to go top to bottom Colts training camp from today. Uh, Monday brought practice number eight. It was another padded affair in the hot, hot heat. I once again did not escape a sunburn despite wearing sunscreen.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's rough out there, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, it, but it was another day where you're going to give the W to the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, some people might think it's a little discouraging. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of it as just a little momentary hiccup. Uh, but before we dive into all that, let's let's get you caught up with all the injuries and newsy type stuff. So the biggest thing, uh, there was a report that just came out today uh, from Cameron Wolf from NFL Network. They were out there uh, watching practice. Uh, Colts All-Pro linebacker Shaq Leonard watched practice in street clothes. Uh, he is told uh, Cameron Wolf is told that there is no set return timetable, but they do expect him back at some point this year in the seventeen-game season. Uh, they need him, but they won't rush him. So that doesn't that doesn't tell us a lot of newness uh, from what we already knew, but it does make it seem like it's a longer timetable. You know, we initially kind of thought, you know, he'd be back and would maybe get some training camp time. This makes it seem longer, like maybe he'll even remain on pup to start the season. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very realistic. I mean, I think that's what Chris Ballard even said uh, back in his press conference before training camp. He said, you know, Leonard's going to miss some time, you know, and that sometime could be into the season, just like that tweet says yeah. there. You know, tweet literally was quotes around uh, the word sometime. So, you know, that could be six weeks in the regular season, stay on pup, or it could be back by week one still. Uh, we don't really know. Um, that tweet does make it seem like he's going to miss some time in the regular season, but that's why you have – that depth at linebacker. You know, we've been seeing a lot of Bobby O'Karake. Uh, Zaire mm-hmm. Franklin's obviously getting a lot of runs run with the ones. Uh EJ Speed, the last couple of years has starting to get some more run on offense on defense as well. So, you know, I- I'm not too concerned. Uh, honestly, uh, Darius Leonard or sh- oh, sorry, Shaq Leonard is a yeah. guy that is here for the long term. You know, they just gave him that huge mm-hmm. contract. He's an all-pro. He's a guy that you're gonna have for not this year, not next year, but for many years after. Uh, so the long-term health is obviously more important than than him missing a couple games to start the season. So I think the Colts have some depth there, so I'm not not too concerned.
0: Yeah, they can afford Jacksonville, Houston. It would be great if he was back for Kansas City in Week Three. You you need all hands on deck for a game hey, like that. Hey, hey, but- hey!
1: They beat Kansas City without him a couple of years ago. They don't need him. They don't need him.
0: All they have to do is bank on Patrick Mahomes <laughs> being hurt again. but
1: And the left tackle all, being out and Tyreek Hill being Tyre hurt. Hill. You know, that's all they need. Tyreek Hill's not fa- there anymore. So, that, there we go. There we yeah, go.
0: A lot we're of fans there. aren't ready to hear that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, no, so some other guys that were out today, uh, a trio of defensive tackles, our man Curtis Brooks. Oh, boy. Uh, he got poked in the eye yesterday. And, you know, that sounds – just so so, but like if you've ever seen a football player that's been poked in the eye, like sometimes it can be gross. Like it it might have been it might have been nasty. We don't know, but it was enough to keep him out uh, on Monday. Uh, Chris Williams and Byron Cower as well, wide receiver DeMichael Harris, offensive lineman Dennis Kelly and Jason Spriggs. So both of the the swing tackle utility lineman veterans they signed recently. Uh, running back Devontae Price, he's been out for a while safeties, Will Redman and Armani Watts. Both of those guys had occasionally cycled in with the first unit uh, linebacker Forrest Ryan. I believe this is third one in a row uh, linebacker, Brandon King, special teams ace. He did return today though. Okay. Uh, so that okay. was nice to see because the list just kind of keeps getting longer every day and not many guys are returning so far. Uh, but yeah. they did finally get one guy back on the field. Paris Campbell. Uh, he started out the day. He was out there with some special team staff, positional stuff. But when the team drills, you know the seven on sevens and eleven started, he was not out there. Uh, he was replaced in the lineup today by Kiki QT, who looked pretty good. Um, I think with Paris, it was he felt something in his hamstring, so they just out of out of caution just kept him out. Don't don't force it. You don't want to force it with a guy like Paris, of course.
1: Yep. Yeah. Training camp, honestly, is just not important enough to push it. So if you're I mean, it might be the case with all these guys here. They just have little tweaks or like like Curtis Brooks, he might have been perfectly fine. But after mm-hmm. leaving practice early yesterday, you know, who cares? Miss Miss a day. You know, make sure your body is right. Because it's just at the end of the day, it's just training camp. It's important, but it's not that important. So, yeah. you know, take the precautionary route and I'm OK with that.
0: Yeah, and they've they've got this first preseason game on Saturday, so it's not really uncommon either for them to hold some guys out in practice who they expect to get a lot of reps in the game. Right. Uh, If They're just dealing with something little. They, of course, have that game in Buffalo this Saturday at 4 p.m., Uh, so that's one thing. We'll get to a lot of that later. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So throughout the 11 on 11 drills today, they focused on first and second down, uh, low red zone, which is basically goal line stuff. And then towards the end of practice was four minute and two minute drills. Uh, the offense, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen today, the offense kind of sputtered again. The quarterbacks really started out hot though. in the one-on-ones, uh, the, they came out aggressive, taking deep shots. Matt Ryan had, had big gain Alec Pierce, Naheem Hines had like a 40-yard touchdown. He burned Alex Myers. Um, I think Doolin had a big one. Sam Ellinger, our, our boy, uncorked a deep one to uh, Ethan was They were really going after it in one-on-ones. And then once they got into the 11-on-11s and stuff and they got down to the goal line, it just totally like killed the passing game for the day. Not, not great to see two days in a row.
1: Yeah. And again, with, with the red zone, we've seen that the last couple of seasons with, with this offense, you know, whether it's a quarterback play or it's the guys around or just the play calling in general, uh, you know, we have seen that kind of happen uh, again, training camp. It's hard to put too much stock into it because everything is just so vanilla and just it's bland. It's really just seeing guys do their thing one-on-one and seeing who could win and, and seeing mm-hmm. if the defense is communicating on some quick things. I mean, it, it it Training camp is so hard to get a gauge on how this is really going to be, but yeah, you know, you want to see success. You want to see some gelling here in, in training camp. So two straight days where the defense is getting the best of the offense, or or even more concerning, and I'm sure Matt Ryan brought it up uh, yesterday, and if he talked mm. today the same way, uh, the mental mistakes, you know, drops and and running the wrong routes. And I know you're about to talk about you're going to talk about that here in a second, but yeah. that's the stuff that you don't want to see. You know, it's okay if you know physically a, a defensive back is out jumping you or he's pressing you or something like that. That's whatever. Uh, but having a bunch of drops consecutive days having wrong routes or miscommunications that's the stuff you want to clean up because this is training camp you know mm-hmm. it's obviously okay to make the mistakes in training camp but this is you know you got to start cleaning that up a little bit
0: yeah and that was it it wasn't necessarily that the defense was asserting themselves it was mental mistakes it was the mm-hmm. defense capitalizing on what the offense was doing uh we saw you know matt ryan made it into practice number eight without any picks in the 11 on 11 drills he had his first two today uh the first one it looked like uh i think Doolin ran kind of a deep post but the pass was more of a of a flag or not flag route but um
1: fly route vertical route
0: well yeah of course it it, the the corner out yeah okay so ryan was going more outside Doolin went inside uh, we'll get to the defensive aspect of these interceptions later. Uh, the second one, couldn't really tell if it was a miscommunication. It just looked like he kind of overthrew Pittman and the defender just, you know, he, he had a couple steps beyond Pittman and, and ran under it. Not really sure if that was miscommunication or not, but ton of drops again today. Uh, it, and it's a lot of the same guys coming up and doing it. Uh, I'm I'm not going to put too much on Dulin today because he had a couple good plays but he easily had his roughest day today. day. I think he had at least three drops during the sevens and 11s. Um, Granson is looking a little better. That's good. Uh, he started to get more involved in the passing game, but it was just little rinky dink stuff. Like it was just not meaningless catches, but they just didn't equate to much. Now he's starting to pick up chunk yardage. You know, he, he's getting those corner routes for 15, 20 yards and it's looking a lot better now. So that's good not that he's not dropping anything but he's starting to ascend a little bit as well.
1: Yeah. No, I mean we talked about this for you know a couple of weeks back when we did our our roster battles podcast. Uh Kyle Granson should be the tight end too this year just with the experience in the scheme with his athleticism with his ability to run those routes and that he can kind of replace a lot of what Doyle did in the passing game in terms of those underneath safety blanket routes. The only thing mm-hmm. is the hands, you know, got to be more consistent with the pass catching, but he has all the ability in the world, so you got to see him stacking good days. And it sounds like, despite the offensive struggles the last two days, he has been stacking those two days. So that's that's good for him.
0: Yeah. So these guys are stacking good days. You guys are going to want to stack some snacks coming up here. <laughs> built bars, guys. If you haven't tried the built bar puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you could find a really good hiding spot and just hoard them for yourself. Nothing wrong with that either. What's great about built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite. Bilt is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Bilt bar. Go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo LOCKED15. Now, Zach, Okay, so when one side of the ball falters, that obviously means in a perfect world, the the opposition is capitalizing on that. And that's what the defense has done these last two days. I think we've all got high expectations for the defense and they should be opportunistic when their opponent is giving them chances like this. And that's exactly what's happening. You're going to love to hear that these defensive linemen continue to get after it. Uh, I counted sacks today for Pay. That's at least a couple in the last few days. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe has become a regular I think I, saw, I think
1: I saw two for him today, right, against yeah, Ryman? Yeah,
0: I think he had at least two, yeah, yeah. Um, Ryman and Pryor even. Pryor, man, Pryor's got his number in the one-on-ones, though, I'm telling you. He's put him on the ground at least three times in these last I days.
1: mean, you saw the thing today. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe said he weighs 232. Yeah. And I think Matt Pryor, ha- my Pryor might be like 320, like 330. Like Matt Pryor He's is a big, a big guy. Boy. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you know, we're talking like 36 long arms or whatever, but thir- almost 100 pounds on him. Like, it does mm-hmm. not shock me that Matt Pryor is beating him in the one on ones.
0: No, Pryor, Pryor physically and athletically is a very good counter for your Ngakwe. So that's good right. that the Colts have that. And we saw that in their game last year. Um, Tyquan Lewis had one. Dio. Another one. peep the shirt, guys.
1: Yes. Dio. The Dio breakout is coming.
0: It's I've been I've been saying considering that they got next to nothing from him last year. It was Mm -hmm. basically an on field redshirt year. They're going to get that jump from him. Anything he was going to give them would be a plus, but like he's going to take that next step. It's very hard for me to imagine him not giving them something pretty decent this year. Yeah, yeah. I no, don't know
1: it's, if it's – yeah. it, it, No, it's, it's a lot like – um, you know in college football how you can play four games before you redshirt? Yeah. It was, it was kind of like that. You know, he played the exactly. four games. He kind of just <laughs> yep. got his feet wet, but then he still had the redshirt season. So this is like his rookie year. And, you know, mm-hmm. when we talked to Eddie a couple weeks ago, I mean, he – I know he was texting me. I don't know if we brought this up on the show, but he was texting me saying he was with guys – like I think he was with Kenny Clark and, and uh, another NFL guy. And mm-hmm. they were texting him throughout the week being like, who is this kid? Like this kid is good. (laughs) Like this kid has it, you know? And because again, it's just, it's just a lot of what we saw during the draft cycle is like, he's just a ferocious pass rusher with so many physical gifts. And if he's going to be your fourth rusher with Quidi Pei, Yannick Nagakwe, and DeForest Buckner, you know, he's going to get one-on-ones every single time and probably against the weakest offensive lineman. So he could have a pretty surprising year for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and in that instance where he's getting all these one-on-ones and the one-on-one drills that we've seen, he is winning a lot of the time. So that's that's a nice little feather in his cap. If you got if if I've got any internet issues or you hear any rumbling, it is storming here right now. So oh, okay. <laughs> as Garth Brooks said, the thunder rolls, and that is absolutely <laughs> happening. <laughs>
1: Country music on here. Now we we done pop punk. We have done country on here. Garth
0: Brooks almost transcends it being country music. You know, (laughs) like there's some people I don't care because I'm not a country fan. But Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks is his own thing. I get it. i can't. I I was I was
1: was, was a big Garth Brooks fan, so I I get it. But who else on the D line stood out? What were (laughs) were were the young guys on the D line? Even though I know the a lot of the veterans were out on the mm-hmm. interior defensive line, but who else was standing out in that D-line? Yeah, so
0: lot, lots of play, obviously, for Eric Johnson in that instance since everybody was out. Uh, I think I had R.J. McIntosh with not a sack, but he had a, a batted pass. Uh, there was a section of the practice late where they had the first-team offense going against the second-team defense and then okay. vice versa. And when McIntosh was going going up against the first-team offense – He had a batted pass against Matt Ryan, you know, just stick the paw up right in the passing lane and knock it down. And he he looked pretty decent. Eric Johnson just continues to look like an, just an athletically gifted individual with a lot of size. You don't see 300 pounders moving around as often as, as he does. And it's something nice to see.
1: Yeah, no, he's freaky. Um, Yeah, He's freaky, man. So it doesn't
0: shock me at all. I I can't wait for people to see him in the preseason because it's like he was he was a a day three pick from a small school. But I think he's really going to pop during during this game. Uh, But so that was about it for the defensive line. Uh, The next big guy I wanted to talk about, because I I just feel like I can't talk about him enough this summer is Julian Blackman. This was we've talked positively about him all summer and this might have been his best day. Uh, So he had Matt Ryan's first interception, and it wasn't a gimme by any means. So wrong route, whatever it was, um, Julian was inside when this ball came out and it was going towards the inside or at the outside. You know, he sprinted out for it and dove and came down with it. And then later in the practice uh, against Nick Foles, the Nick Foles led offense, he almost had a pick six that no one would have caught him at all. It was one of those ones where the quarterback just rifles it into the middle of the field and the safety jumps the route and has all the momentum in the world and no one would catch him. But yeah. he just unfortunately couldn't, couldn't hold on to it. But I just noticed him. He, he was always a cerebral guy and he always knew what he was doing. I just, I just watched him today. Lots of communication with, with his teammates and helping guys get set in the right spots and everything. I'm really excited for him this year.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, if you were to, if you had a circle that the guy, the X factors on the defense this year, the guys who need to have big years for this defense to be a top 10 unit or a top five unit, like some people are saying, you know, it's Bobby Okereke and and Julian Blackman. Those are the top two guys, you know, because so much of the cover three defense or whatever you're calling Gus Bradley's defense, you know, the middle of the field, closed defense. It's those middle defenders. Those middle defenders are everything. Uh, so obviously at linebacker with Bobby Okereke and Shaq Leonard when he comes back, but Julian Blackman is vital to keeping the big plays down, to creating turnovers on the back end, to helping the corners and helping the linebackers that can be carrying guys to him in his zone. So, you know, it's a different role for him, but he's plenty capable of doing it. And if he's looking as good as he is in camp here, like you know, that all the more excitement to have for him this season, because again, we said a couple of times with Stefan Gilmore locking down one side, his assignments are going to be a little bit easier there at, at that single high safety. Uh, so it's on him to kind of turn those into interceptions and pass breakups and limit those big plays. But if he comes back as Julian Blackman that we've seen in the past, I mean, he's fully capable of doing that.
0: Yeah. I, I think we've gotten so used to seeing him, like games against like the Titans stand out to me and he wanted to go toe to toe like Derrick Henry and play the run and things like that. I don't know that we're going to see as much of that since he's going to be, you know, more lined up in the back, but I think we're going to see his range and playmaking in, in the secondary. He just seems to really, really fit into this role and Gus Bradley's scheme. And it's going to be exciting to see uh, another guy in the secondary that, that did decent uh, Dallas flowers came up with the second interception again that was second team defense against first team offense that's when matt ryan kind of overthrew Pittman. and uh it was it was kind of an isaiah rogers type play flowers just kept running the route and came in, and came down with it um but it was, it was nice he's he's kind of one of my dark horse guys for one of the undrafted guys that can make the team uh does a lot of special teams he's on the return unit so He's another one I'm kind of making a small mental note to keep an eye on because I wouldn't be shocked if he found a way onto the roster.
1: Yeah, he seems like a guy who, if, even if he does end up on the practice squad, he's probably like a like a priority guy that would come up during game weeks or something, or come up during injuries and stuff like that because of that yeah. special teams ability, you know, mm-hmm. the return ability, and probably the ability to play some gunner too. So uh, he's definitely mm-hmm. an eye, a, a, you know, a guy to keep an eye on the rest of camp here.
0: Yeah, and then I'll. Uh... I'll I'll get into our kicker stuff for you later. We'll we'll mash that in this in segment three. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Okay. Because I had a we have, really we good have to talk. I had a really good transition into Dave from these kickers because okay, you know okay, we'll because, do it. Yeah, do do some kicker stuff here. We'll, I got a good we'll transition. Okay. I got a Jake transition here. So you do the kicker, talk oh, about your kickers.
0: <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty. Okay. So for only like the third time this summer, we saw the kickers go at it, which is weird for me because. In a kicking battle, you would think you would see more of it, but I digress. Um, Up to today, neither guy had missed a kick. Rodrigo Blankenship, not his strongest day today. Uh, Three of five, which is 60%. uh, He hit from 29, 32, and 48, and he missed from 42 and 55. One of the three he made was not great. Uh, We kind of thought maybe he kicked the ground before he got to the ball because it just pooched over the over the upright it it wasn't pretty by any means uh so yeah the 55 yarder it had enough leg but it went wide right but it was one of those where you know you give it your absolute all and it's just not going to be accurate uh jake verity was i think i had him three of four he made from 32 42 and 45 uh and then he missed from 55 uh, I think he he added another one later during the two minute drill, uh, forty eight. So he missed he missed one. Blankenship missed two. Uh, so a, a better day so far for Verity. He's he's got the uh, the chalk mark up right now. What what say you about this kicker battle?
1: Nothing. I say nothing about the <laughs> kicker battle. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But you know what I will say. You know kickers are as inconsistent as it comes and volatile and they suck, but you know, it doesn't suck. Dave Boom. <laughs> level with me, guys. We've all been there in this situation at some point in our lives where we're a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford a few gallons of gas in your tank, or you got another save the date and you're wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Bank provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. They won't thank kickers. They will thank Dave. All right. So jumping into this last segment here, guys, because we've already talked offense. We talked defense. We talked the news and notes. We're going to talk a little preseason action. You know, the Colts are getting ready for this preseason game coming up. And and I know all you degenerates are going to bet online. You know, our other sponsor to, to oh, bet yeah. on that game right there. Nice drop. Look at that, look at that, you know, they should pay me extra for this, but um, talking about getting ready for this preseason game, we're going to kind of treat this a little bit like game week, you know, where you want to see some good things in practice before the game week starts. Now we've seen a lot of great things from the defense, but Jake, what are some things that you want to see from, from this offense in particular, leading into this, this first game, even though it is just a preseason game, what are you looking Mm -hmm. for from the offense in practice this week?
0: Yeah, so I would like in these last two practices to see the offense get back on track at least a little bit, get a little momentum. It doesn't they don't have to be some high-flying offense. Just like get some rhythm going, you know, get get back to where you're getting the running backs and tight ends involved. That's to me that's the way to get things moving properly again. It's it's hard to say because a lot of these things have been miscues and drops, missed routes, things like that. You have to eliminate the mental mistakes. It's easier said than done. They want to do that; they're not doing it on purpose. <laughs> uh, but just kind of get some rhythm back to it, um, particularly with Nick Foles. We'll probably see Nick Foles out there a bit, but it's really going to be a Sam Ellinger and Jack Cohn type of night, I'm sure. Uh, I want the, I want to see some, I want to see doing patman and the tight ends get a lot of work too because i think they'll be very heavily involved in the game plan whatever game plan it is
1: yeah the only thing i'm really looking forward to the rest of this week and and kind of going forward it's kind of what you said there you know you want some symmetry you want some guys to be you know you want to see some more synergy from this offense you know you want to see them actually working and stuff like that i just want to see the drop tweets go away so many drops (laughs) You know? mm. I mean, yeah. today I think I saw a tweet about uh, Michael Pittman Jr. having a drop or something. I saw Ashton Doolin dropping a touchdown. I see the Kylan Granson yeah. ones, Jelani Woods having some. Uh, Paris Campbell, actually, not as many. But, you know, you see so many drops and stuff like that. And it's like, that's something that is so fixable. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a mental mistake from having a new quarterback or a new offense or be put into a new role. Or that's not something the defense is doing to you. That's that's on you. That's all in your head right there. And and training camp is the perfect time to iron those out. So you want to see throughout this week and throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason to see those issues go away. Because again, we've talked about this a lot. These young receivers and young pass catchers are going to be relied on a lot this year. I mean, they are going to be the guys in the passing game. You know, there's no T.Y. Hilton to rely on. There's no uh, you know, other veteran at this moment that we're relying on. You know, it is these young guys. It's your Ashton Doolins, your Paris Campbells, uh, your Alec Pierce's. You know, Jelani Woods, Alec or uh, Drew Ogletree. You know, those are the guys who are going to have to have big seasons, and you can't be suffering from drops and mistakes here in training camp, and then carry that into the season. So for me, that's the only thing I really care about going forward. Like I don't care. You know, if Stephon Gilmore locks you up. Fine. You know, I get it. Stephon Gilmore locks you up. Kenny Moore the second locks you up. Cool. I get it. Uh, but don't have the drops. You know, when you're out, make the, you know, you can make mental mistakes even, but finish the play if the ball is coming your way. That's that's the biggest thing that I want to see the rest of training camp because those are things that can be helped.
0: You're absolutely right. They don't have to reinvent the wheel, Like just no. clean up the mistakes, which is fixable. It's all right. fixable. And everything else will take care of itself after that. Uh, I really want to see especially against kind of a deep pass rush like the Bills are kind of getting. I want to see Bernard Ryman, like whatever they can do to get him ready. I don't know if they just need to get him different matchups in these one-on-ones these last couple days to get him prepared for more what Buffalo offers. Uh, Nick Cross, he's been shuffled down a little bit in that starting strong safety um, rotation. He and McLeod do kind of trade off series still, but it's been more McLeod lately. I'd like to see Cross more involved. Just get that guy as many reps as you can because you know he's taking over at some point. Yeah. And then yeah. The, these defensive linemen, I mean, it's kind of taking care of itself a little bit because of the injuries, but defensive tackle rotation, what's that look like?
1: Yeah. The last thing I want to mention just from this week for this upcoming game, for the rest of offseason and training camp, and before the regular season, no injuries. That's all I No major injuries. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't want to get my heart please. broken, man.
1: You know, Shaq Leonard, I hope I hope Shaq Leonard has taken all the injury bug away from the Colts this offseason. You know, like I'll sacrifice him for a couple games to keep everyone else healthy. But, you know, it, injuries are going to happen. It's going to suck. But I really, really hope they can come out of this week and this first preseason game, you know, relatively unscathed. Because preseason and offseason injuries are just killer.
0: Yeah, it's a big bonus that they only have three games now to worry right. about, even though missing missing Bengals week now every week does make me a <laughs> little The preseason schedule this year is really weird anyways. Don't you feel like it used to be geographically based, and now they have Buffalo and Tampa in, the, in, the, yeah. in their schedule? I mean, Detroit makes a lot of sense, but
1: Tampa? Yeah. No, I remember growing up, uh, you know, following Washington, obviously, it was always the Ravens was like the last one or something, which is like, that makes sense. It's right down the road. I think they played the Panthers a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now it's across the whole country, and it's like, I guess you're getting these guys ready for travel before the season, but I don't know. I don't agree. I guess I'll I'll
0: go see Tom Brady play again. Yeah, No, he ain't playing in that game. (laughs) He's not playing. (laughs) Absolutely not. I, th- I think that kind of puts a fork in us for today, guys. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. The Colts won't be. Uh, they have their off day on Tuesday, but they'll be back on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, they have a travel day, Friday, and then again, the preseason game on Saturday afternoon in Buffalo against the Bills.
1: Yeah, we'll have to do something fun for tomorrow's show, like maybe talk about who we think can stand out against the Bills or something like that. We'll we'll keep you guys posted. We'll keep you guys posted there. But make sure you guys are following us there on social media, at JakeArthurNFL for all your training camp updates, at Zach Hicks too, if you just want to learn about Gus Bradley, apparently that's what my ADHD brain is focused on right now. So, (laughs) you know, follow on there. HorseshoeHuddle.com for all of our written work. That's where you can find those things I just mentioned. Uh, on YouTube here, Horseshoe Hull, or uh, Locked On Colts uh, YouTube. We have a lot of YouTubes. Uh, Locked On Colts YouTube. We are getting close to 700 subscribers, I think, yeah. and you guys don't are just, forget about this. Yeah, don't forget about the header. If you guys get us <laughs> to a thousand by the end of August, uh, I have to make that my header on Twitter. So that that's very fun. After I just said kickers suck and are volatile, do, so.
0: <laughs> do it before Jake Verity potentially wins this competition, guys.
1: That would make it way more funny, though. Like so, I, 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 I think so, either way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then lastly, you know, wherever you guys listen to the podcast, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you guys are killing it so far, and just keep it up there.
0: Yeah, and thank you guys again for making Locked On Colts your first listen today. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll see you guys tomorrow.